2: slash compatibility the following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com Welcome
0: to-
3: This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon here live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner James Salinas is along. Via Denver, Colorado, we've reached the final hour of the program, and we've reached halftime at Lambeau Field between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Chicago does turn that last drive into three points. They get a field goal to extend their lead over Green Bay, 27-21 to at the break, 48 points on the board. This is already five points over the closer. For the total prior to kickoff, James, the closing total was right in the neighborhood of 43. We've got 48 on the board in the first half. As far as your live line for the entire game, the Packers are down into that cherry spot again, minus two and a half. So less than a field goal are the Packers in the live market uh, favored in this game. Your total, live total, all the way up to 70 and a half. And if you just take the second half lines, the Bears are catching eight points, uh, really more than half of uh, the number they were getting prior to kickoff. The Bears catching, again, eight points for the second half only. Uh, if you like the Packers, that basically translates into them winning the game by two or three points. Your total at 22 and a half. Now, you certainly jumped on a good number there in game, James, taking the Packers plus one and a half. Any of this second half stuff seem attractive to you? I'm done, Brady, I swear. This one, I'm finished. No more plays. No Let's more bits, bits, What all are day, the odds bet? on nope. me talking you into another play? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know,
5: I, I know. You're like my sports boy. Hey, you yeah. want a nice bet? You want some more? Come on in. <laughs> Let's keep firing. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, thinking about where I'm at, yeah. I just caught, and I think that's when it is when you're in-game betting is. Is I don't really do it until you have to be careful when you do this because we know we're on a lag, and I think you're even on a further lag than what I'm at here right. in Colorado. But we know we're on a lag, so I kind of wait in between breaks or in this case here because there was an injury out. At there it was. It was the time was stalled. But thinking where this is at right now, I think the. Thinking about the game and Justin Fields and big moment for Justin Fields, right? The rookie quarterback coming back now, finally back to being the starter after the rib injury, being out for a few weeks, and really struggled in during his time when he was playing earlier in the season. Then throws a pick six. Chicago gets the lead. They're playing very well in the first in the first quarter. They have a lead in Lambeau in Green Bay, pounding the football, running the ball, and then he p- throws a pick six, stares down the receiver. Bad play by the rookie. Those things are going to happen. But look how he's bounced back. I think that's what I'm most impressed with right now. Was Justin Fields? Is he's not? He didn't get down. On him, so he's not looking around, looking for a hug. He knows he. Hey, I'm a competitor. This is why they brought me here. This is why they drafted me. This is my job to get this done. So. Great job bouncing back for Justin Fields here. Now, can he sustain that for the second half? I think they're going to need to continue to try to keep that running game going for the Bears, take some of the pressure off field so it's not him getting into this shootout with Aaron Rodgers because that is not where the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields want to be right now, getting into the shootout. You mentioned the total sitting here, live total sitting at 70 and a half with the 48-point score in the first half. I know it's, they're in the Midwest right now. This feels like it's a Tuesday or Wednesday night. We feel like we're watching Maction where it's just back and forth, back and forth, big play after big play after big play. So in that sense, it's been a lot of fun to watch.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. A very entertaining game indeed. They are currently at the break. I mentioned the Bears catching eight points, an eight-point underdog for the second half. Your second half total is 22.5. The Chicago Bears currently leading the Green Bay Packers 27-21. At the break, the Green Bay Packers will receive the second half kickoff. Let's talk about another game that uh, was the final game of the early window earlier today. The Seattle Seahawks, they had been struggling for a long time, but uh, they get a win over their rival 49ers, and then they get to take on the Houston Texans. We talked about this being an unorthodox role for any team, really, in the NFL getting a win outright as an underdog and then going on the road and laying big wood. Uh, I know the Texans are a lousy team, but uh, you and I were both skeptical about Seattle laying eight or nine points on the road in this one. And it looked like the uh, the Texans were hanging in this one for a while, but Seattle eventually able to pull away with a very dominant fourth quarter in which they outscored the Houston Texans 14 to nothing. Seattle ended up closing as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, they did get a little action on Sunday morning, and ultimately that was the right action. The total closed at 41, 33-13, your final. Seattle has now won two straight. The Texans dropped to 2-11 and 11 on the year. Seahawks get the cover as the big road favorite, and the game goes over the total, James. Just no not no playmakers for the Texans to be able to keep up with
5: Russell Wilson and we know Russell Wilson at some point over the course of 60 minutes he's going to make some plays didn't have to carry this team on his back today like he's had to do basically it feels like throughout the last few years when Seattle really has been devoid of some playmakers when it comes to the running game well they found the running game today and yeah you're playing the Houston Texans so you can start to find those those that running game again when you're playing a team like the Texans who's really they're not a lot of talent we know that they're all also beat up on the defensive side, too. But Rashad Penny, we had a Rashad Penny sighting. He actually was out. He was actually on the field, stayed healthy for an entire game, and had a big game rushing the rushing the football, had some big plays carrying the football. 16 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns for Rashad Penny. Takes some of the pressure off of Russell Wilson. I think that's where, over the course of 60 minutes, Houston just can't sustain. They can't get enough stops to be able to help out their limited offense. David Mills, back in the starting role, young quarterback, rookie quarterback, had a lot of yardage, had some, you know, they, they got off to a hot start. They got off first, I think the first drive they went right down and scored seven, maybe a little lethargic for the Seattle Seahawks, knowing, coming off the big win that you had last week against San Francisco, and then now you're going to travel and play, a, a, you know, one of the worst teams in football. You're going to see that in the kind of slip walk through that first quarter, but but for Russell Wilson, any Compliment to be able to take the ball out of his hands when it comes to the running game and have some playmakers be able to sustain some drives. Big bonus for for Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks offense, but can they sustain that going into the last few weeks of the season because you're not going to have the Houston Texans on your schedule again?
4: Yeah, no, they do not. The Seattle Seahawks will stay on the road in Week 15. They will travel to Los Angeles to face the Rams. Los Angeles was originally listed as a four-point favorite when these came out in June at the Westgate, Houston will look uh, look to pull the season sweep off in Jacksonville as they visit the Jaguars next Sunday. Uh, James, right there in your backyard, the Detroit Lions were visiting the Denver Broncos. The Broncos saw some late money uh, later in the week. And again, even on Sunday morning, they closed as 12 and a half point favorites with a total of 42 18 players in total were missing this game for the Detroit Lions due to the flu, COVID concerns, and they had more players uh, in addition to that out with injury, so barely able to even field a lineup here, and the Denver Broncos came out quickly. But I tell you what, despite being short-handed, Detroit was hanging around in this game for a while. The Broncos took a 17 to 10 lead into the halftime break, but they outscored Detroit 14 to nothing in the third quarter, and that was pretty much the end of this one. They added another touchdown in the final two minutes, uh, two minutes of the game, 38 to 10. Your final, the Denver Broncos get the win and the cover, and they bounce back after being a little bit embarrassed on Sunday night last week by the Chiefs. I think the one thing we've seen from Detroit all season long outside of maybe a a couple games here or there
5: where they just really just didn't have it and have the energy to, to compete they've been competitive at least from an effort standpoint week in and week out and they were at least for the first half credit to again dan campbell where he was today really hasn't been working with much of anything throughout the season and obviously today had no playmakers out there so de- down so desperate calling up multiple players from the practice squad just to have enough bodies to plug into a detroit lion uniform to fill out that 47 man roster today but they made it competitive at least in the first half but yeah that wasn't going to be sustainable for the entirety of the game, and that's where Denver... and Really, they got back to running the football. We saw that last week for the Denver Broncos, running the football at Kansas City. Just weren't able to put the ball across the goal line in that game, and that loss only putting up nine points against Kansas City. But they committed to running the football today, and Melvin Gordon was back today healthy at the running back position. He had 24 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Javante Williams started the scoring with a touchdown run as well. So a number of carries between those two backs. It's a terrific tandem when they're both back there. I know the fans here would much rather see Javante Williams rushing the football because I think there's a number of games where Melvin Gordon has put the ball on the turf that have not made not only the fans' base not very happy, but also the coaching staff. But they went back to him and committed to him, getting the bulk of the carries, rushing the football. But that's really where Denver needs to be. They need they have plenty of talent on the outside, but I don't think right now with Teddy Bridgewater and this offensive line. That offensive line is much more of a, a power run game to type of offensive line due to the injuries they've sustained did a much better job of being being at the point of attack and really mauling their opponents we saw that last week with with kansas city definitely against a shorthanded detroit team that's the recipe for denver going forward still in the mix hunting for one of those last playoff spots in the afc but it's going to have to be this team committed to rushing the football and not putting it all on teddy bridgewater's shoulders to have to throw it
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. That two-pronged attack for the Denver Broncos is lethal, and you certainly saw it today, both Williams and uh, Melvin Gordon for the Denver Broncos in a 38-10 victory. The Lions will host the Arizona Cardinals next week. The Cardinals were made a -a 6.5-point road favorite back in June when these first came out over the Westgate. The Broncos will play host to the Cincinnati Bengals in Week 15. Denver originally opened as a -a 5.5-point favorite, Over the summer in that one, James, real quick here before we go to break, you and I talked about betting Denver in the first half in this game, maybe kind of fueling the inspiration off of the Demarius Thomas tribute that happened before the game. Were you able to see any of that experience that uh, he was such a beloved player by the franchise and the city? Yeah, they did a really
5: nice tribute to him. Big jumbotron and and a a couple a a couple players spoke out, and then they had on the side on the sideline a big circle number eighty eight there, and and players were going and putting their hand there. There was an interception, I believe. I think it was uh, one of the safeties had a pick, came over and put the football there, and a great tribute for Demarius Thomas. Really sad situation for for that family.
4: Absolutely, nice to see uh, Denver get a win, and his memory uh, lives on there in Denver. We will come back with more. We're into the final hour of the program. A few more games to cover, and we also take another look at the Monday Nighter when we return.
3: Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hello,
1: I'm Dr. Michael Mosley,
2: High five, Casino.
3: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Keeping an eye on Sunday night football as they are underway in the second half. The Green Bay Packers start on offense. They get the kickoff and begin at their own 25 yard line, and they get a nice run on the very first play. Of the second half, A.J. Dillon rambles for 11 yards and the drive continues. Aaron Rodgers just hitting Devontae Adams and they're knocking on the door of the Chicago Bears red zone now at about the 31 yard line with about 12 minutes left. In this third quarter, they're trailing the Chicago Bears 27-21, and they remain a favorite in the live market, now up to four-and-a-half-point favorites in the live, wagering the total. You just can't keep this total down, James. Uh, When we came back into halftime here, or when we came back from halftime into the third quarter, it was at 70-and-a-half, now up to 73-and-a-half as Aaron Rodgers has the Packers offense on the move. Well and now
5: they're down inside they're just outside the 20. Be curious to see if they we seeing some more energy and life out of the Green Bay Packers. Guys are actually getting fired up out there after making plays. Didn't see that in the first quarter. Did took them a, took them 15 minutes to wake up and realize they were actually on national TV to compete against their division rival with the Chicago Bears. Want to see where this number goes. They do convert the fir- they do convert the first down. Now they're inside the 20. Are the Packers starting to move what they want to do on offense? I think we'll see the same thing for the defense for Green Bay wake up here in the second half, too. So that's going to be something to be looking at. Let's say they do, and we'll see what this number comes out of. But the Packers do score here. If they take a lead, they'd go up by a short margin. What does that live total look like? Because I don't think the Chicago Bears are going to be able to sustain the plays that they've made. They've had the big punt return, had a couple of big plays in the passing game. I don't think they're going to be able to sustain that. So that might be a spot to say, well, let's see where the number goes and maybe play the under. Now they have a first-and-goal in inside the five.
4: Absolutely, a first-and-goal. Another run from Dylan. there, looks like, to about the nine-yard line or so. And Green Bay now moves to a five-and-a-half point favorite in the live market. Your live total up to 74-and-a-half. Let's talk about the New York Giants and the Los Angeles Chargers, one of the games on the late slate this afternoon, James. It was kind of a back-and-forth game in the beginning, but with a 10-point lead and 17 seconds left in the first half, Justin Herbert hits Jalen Guyton on a 39-yard touchdown pass, and they took a 24-7 lead into the locker room, and that was really the beginning of the end. For the New York Giants. The Chargers added a pair of field goals in the third quarter. And they held a 24-point advantage at that point. New York scored a garbage-time touchdown to make it 37-21. They did recover an onside kick. But then Mike Glennon ultimately throws an interception. They had a chance to actually get inside the number. The closing number in this one was nine. Uh, A lot of people for a lot of the week were getting the New York Giants plus 10 or even better. And uh, they had a chance to cover that number late in the game. But again, Glennon throws an interception late and the Chargers end up getting this one 37-21. That's two wins in a row for the Los Angeles Chargers. And they just won't go away keeping on the heels of those Kansas City Chiefs who they will play on Thursday next week.
5: Right, big game coming up for the Chargers. Uh, Short week, and that's where we did see some scratches for this team. We know there were some COVID issues going on. Keenan Allen did not play. He'll be a key factor to see his availability going into this Thursday matchup against the Chiefs. And then a late scratch today was put on the injury report yesterday. We talked about that with Derwin James with a hamstring injury. Not sure when that happened because he wasn't listed on the practice report or the injury report throughout the week of practice. Then he comes up Saturday. Hamstring, is is he gonna be able to have that quick a turnaround to be healthy? I don't know. Derwin James leading tackler for the Chargers didn't it really wasn't an impact for today knowing that the Giants are just so beat up and just not a good football team to begin with not a good offensive line you have Mike Glennon back there as the backup quarterback they did make a few plays like you said early in the first half and sustained it until the end of that second quarter and I think that really just kind of took the life whatever whatever energy and enthusiasm they had to say hey we're fighting we're competing we're battling here and then to close out halftime like that it just wasn't a team that has the talent right now and or I think the leadership to be able to recover from how that half ended and be able to turn themselves around and get out there and compete in the in the second half. But... Uh, To the Chargers' credit, still hanging around, battling right now in the AFC, not only for playoff piece in the AFC, but also for that division. It's going to be a massive showdown going against the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs, but so many key players right now in question for the Chargers on a short week. That's going to be crucial for this team to be able to come out and compete and beat Kansas City.
4: Yeah, Derwin James will absolutely be huge. You would expect Keenan Allen will be back, I I guess. I mean, the COVID news came out pretty early this week, uh, and he was put on that list and obviously missed this game. Usually – Guys, uh, you know, with the COVID protocol and whatnot, usually they don't miss two games in a row. If, of course, he's able to test negative and whatnot, uh, you would think he would be back, but Derwin James, certainly a big piece of that defense, and I thought it was pretty impressive. I, I actually really would have kind of preferred that Jake Fromm started this game at quarterback rather than Mike Glennon. I mean, he looked okay late, but uh, if you're trying to cover a number here, of course, he throws the interception late and, he, you know, the Chargers, Chargers and uh, Joey Bosa really did a good job on defense Uh, Sacked to him a few times did Mike Glennon go down on offense for the New York Giants and they were just never you, you talked about Saquon Barkley and his inability to get things going the past few weeks and granted they were facing really good defenses against the run but once again he was not too effective today in Los Angeles
5: yeah he's not fully recovered from that high ankle sprain he suffered oh gosh a couple months ago against the New Orleans Saints and has been back for the last three weeks now four weeks the first three weeks he's come back I've watched him I've watched him play and he got a number he got plenty of touches but just doesn't look fully healthy he doesn't have that explosiveness hasn't able to run with power because his ankle just is still isn't very stable anytime those high ankle sprains I know he's trying to get out there and that's what he's paid to do he's got to get out there and, and compete and try to be a playmaker for this New York Giants offense which has struggled also season long but not the same Saquon Barkley going up against one of the worst rush defenses in the league we know that in the sandy in the Los Angeles Chargers but when you're not full strength right now and most people aren't but you're talking about you somebody like Barkley who runs he tremendous speed too but he runs with such power he's got to have those wheels fully healthy to be able to compete at the level that he wants to play at at the running back position and yeah it's just, it's something that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of the season and at this point with the Giants sitting at 4 and 9 I don't think the season can end soon enough.
4: Yeah, they will return home in week 15 to host the Dallas Cowboys. The Chargers, of course, we talk about they are on a short week. They will stay at home and look to pull off the season sweep of the Kansas City Chiefs. Thursday night football coming up with a good one there in Southern California. Kansas City was made a a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road over the summer. I would have to believe that is going to change. They trail Kansas City by just a game in the division, James. Kansas City at 9-4. and four. The Chargers have moved to 8-5. and five. Now, of course, it will be a revenge spot for Kansas City, looking to even the season, uh, season series there at one apiece. But do you think the Chargers have a really good shot to win this game, which would put them in a tie for first in the AFC West? Let's say that they're that
5: those key players are back and healthy for this game. All right, if they are, I still don't. I think I I really like where Kansas City is on the defensive side. I think we've seen that that, that defensive. I mean, they put and I know it was the Raiders today, but great pressure up front because I think a lot of that is caused by that backside feeling really confident of the switch that they've made at safety with Sorensen not being that starting safety anymore. And he comes in for some nickel packages and some run packages that he does because he's a very physical safety. Uh, but with Thornhill being back there just brings a different element. He's got better instincts at the safety position. Uh, he's also a faster player back there. And then he's a really tremendous sure tackler. And I think that's what we've seen out of this Kansas City defense is – They've been very aggressive up front, but they've been able to get pressure with just their front four. Their down linemen have been able to get after the, the quarterback and be able to let these players back, whether they're playing zone or man. And we know Spags is going to do a lot of different creative fronts. I kind of still favor the Kansas City Chiefs in this matchup, even if even if the charges are fully healthy on Thursday.
4: Big turn of events in Sunday night football and you may have nailed it James saying that the Chicago Bears were not going to be able to sustain in the second half what they were doing offensively in the first half. A strip sack there for the Green Bay Packers. They will take over on offense and that comes after Aaron Jones gets in the end zone on that first possession of the second half for the Green Bay Packers. Now 28-27 to in favor of Green Bay. They have now gone up by a point. Still 8.5 minutes left in this third quarter my live line is currently down but the packers go back on offense and they are right in the thick of it in chicago territory at about the 25 yard line first and 10 and Rodgers throws a dime right there looks like they might get in the end zone aaron jones again is that a touchdown my friend they're looking at it. I I
5: don't know if they call it a field. He was right there diving into the pylon. So if it's not, it's going to be right outside the goal line, first and goal. Uh, but here's the replay again. But yeah, over the top, and I I think he gets in. We'll see it. Yeah, he got in. It's a touchdown. He's over the t- he's over across the cross the pylon. It's a touchdown. Green Bay starting to pull away now.
4: Looks like they're going to go up thirty five to twenty seven, and we'll see if that outstanding effort of the Chicago Bears in the first half can hold up. Of course, this closing number one was 12 12 and a half there were some 11 and a halves out there that number certainly coming into question now the total long over the total it was over in the first half we'll come back and update the live market numbers when we return right here on the pro football blitz
3: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Sign up for PlayCard Debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by Metabank NA a member FDIC. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And it's getting uh, dicey in Lambeau Field for... Chicago Bear backers, as the uh, Green Bay Packers have put two uh, two touchdowns on the board here very quickly, just halfway through the third quarter. They opened up the third quarter with the first possession, and it was Aaron Jones rumbling in for a score to take the lead. They have now extended that lead, 35-27. to It was first a rushing touchdown for Jones on that first possession. The second one, he retrieves a pass from Aaron Rodgers in the red zone, and the extra point is good. 35 to 27. Now, Green Bay on top. Chicago starting on offense again. And it looks like that first down play attempt will come up short. An incomplete pass there by Justin Fields. That was on, uh, was that, that was fourth down? No, fourth down coming up. That was third and six. So, fourth down coming up. And that is two offensive possessions that have not ended well for Sam, or for Chicago here, James. The first one was a strip sack by Green Bay. That turned into seven points. And now they're going to be very deep in their own territory, forced to punt here. And look at where the live line is going here. In the first half, we were talking about Green Bay as a low favorite, four and a half, three and a half, even under a field goal at two and a half. You got them as a small underdog at plus one and a half. They are back up to 14 and a half point favorites in the live market. Your live total at 78 and a half.
5: Well, you think about some of the the plays that Chicago was able to score on in the first half. Big plays. They talked about, there was the big punt return for 97 yards. Uh, that Demir Bird had a, it was just a quick slant underneath. I think there was some mix up in the safety with the, on the back end for the Packers in the, in the safeties. And he's took that one to the house and and Jakeen Grant had a really big play. I think a 50-yard touchdown pass or that jet sweep kind of deal that he had around when really the Packers just hadn't woke. really were still sleeping. And and to be to and wasn't surprising that the Packers were going to come out a little bit sluggish coming off the bye. You're paying it's a division rival, but it's not a good football team here and you just and you've been handling them. You you beat them earlier in the season. You've been beating them since since Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback there for over a decade and a half for the Green Bay Packers, so take them a little lightly. It was just a matter of when were they going to wake up and start to bring it. Well, they're bringing it now, both not only offensively, they did that in the second quarter, but now defensively too, uh, just bringing the pressure. They are not sitting back and trying to play coverage and disguise. They're like, well, forget it. We're just getting it after this young quarterback and put him under duress. You talked about it to open their, their starting possession, fumbled, strip sacked, turned into seven points for the Packers, and this last one, three and out quickly, and they were, he, Justin Fields was running for his life out there on that third down. He was lucky and fortunate he didn't get sacked. Just to being an athlete is really what it was to, for him to avoid the sack, but couldn't make the play. This is where I think the Chicago Bears, we talked about it too, trying to get involved. Were they going to be able to sustain that level of play that they did for the first 30 minutes into the third and the fourth quarters, and right now, yeah, it's, it's starting to come off. The punt was short. Green Bay's got the ball right around midfield, and You go get a score here, and now they're going to continue to come after Justin Fields. Going to be a long second half for the young quarterback.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Deep in their own territory, Chicago really not able to flip the field position, and Green Bay will start in good position once again, already with an eight-point lead and about seven minutes left in the third quarter. Currently, your live line at 14.5 in favor of Green Bay, and your total has ticked up now to 79.5. Uh, Let's talk about a game that was an absolute barn burner, James, and that is the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. This one closed at one in favor of San Francisco. We saw this line bounce around quite a bit. The Bengals opened up as one-and-a-half-point favorites, and then San Francisco flipped to one-and-a-half or even two-point favorites. And again, at the close, a little bit of Cincinnati money came in late. This one finished Niners by one with a total of 49 and a half. And the point spread indicated that this would be a close game, and it certainly started out that way, and then it ended up finishing that way. In the first half, there were two muffed punts by the Cincinnati Bengals that San Francisco was able to take advantage of and they were up 17 to 6 at the half now the cincinnati offense really sputtered for most of the afternoon having to settle for field goals and san francisco led this game 20 to 6 going into the fourth quarter now with 10 minutes left in the game cincinnati was facing a fourth and four in the red zone and going for it on fourth down joe burrow finds jamar chase for a touchdown and the Bengals were back in this game they got the ball back deep in their own territory with two minutes remaining down by seven Burrow to chase again with one minute and 19 seconds left in regulation, and we were tied at 20 apiece. Now, on third and 10, getting the ball back, going the other way, San Francisco's Jimmy Garoppolo hits George Kittle for an 18-yard strike and a first down. Robbie Gould comes on to attempt a 47-yard field goal, and he misses it. And we head to overtime. Now the Bengals get the ball first, and they get a field goal. They go up twenty-three to twenty. The Niners get the ball back, and on their position, Brandon Ayuk gets in for a touchdown. Twenty-six to twenty-three your final. The Niners get the win and the cover. And how about the total? You and I were talking about this. We kind of had disagreement. You thought it was going to stay under. I kind of like the over. It's kind of right in the middle at 49.
5: Yes, it's right on it. And think about—you had to have nine points in overtime to get to that total. So whichever way you had, if you were let's involved, let's say you with had the,
4: the right side.
5: I'll, I'll admit. Yeah, but if you were involved <laughs> with the total, like what a sweat! Total. How many of these games? I just think I just think about my day today, Brady, and some of those crazy games that that I ended up being on. That whether you're the right side. Just want to be on the winning side, regardless of whether it's the right side or not. But, yeah, I think for Cincinnati, just put themselves in a hole. You mentioned the two muff putts, just the, the special teams put them in that position. I think they had a really bad taunting penalty or personal foul penalty that sustained a drive for San Francisco to be able to get a score because of one of those muff punts too, so you know they got to keep their composure and keep their poise, and they never really were able to get the running game going. I think because they just fell behind, and anytime you're falling behind, and you have a, a kid like Joe Burrow, who I think for for all, and and I really like Joe Burrow. I think he's such a competitive player, and he's got great. He's got he can he's got all the tools to play, uh, and he's also got this toughness about him and that competitive spirit about him. He's got so many leadership qualities about him too. This is he's gonna be a great quarterback for Cincinnati for the next decade, but the one thing that he does do that i notice noticed is they don't have a good offensive line, but Burrow's not going to be a chuck down guy. He is not interested in, well, we'll take what the defense gives us, and, you know, we're matriculate our way down the field. It's, hey, man, I'm a a gamer. I'm a gunslinger. We're going to find big plays out there, and I'm going to hang on to that football and go through my progression until I find something further down the field, and I think it costs him. He had – he was already – I think he had already been sacked 36 times coming into this game, which was second most in the NFL. Well, he was sacked five more times in this contest too. Yeah, it's not a great offensive line, but I think a lot of that is – is just attributed to Joe Burrow's competitiveness, for one thing. He's a young player. Hopefully he'll start to learn that, but that's got to get coached in him and or not so much coached out of him as far as his his competitive nature. But, you know, there's times where you don't have to be the guy and hit the home run on each and every play. We can, And I think he'll learn that in time. But right now, I think it's really become a detriment for the Cincinnati Bengals' offense because they are not able to get into that running game. Joe Mixon's a terrific back, but he didn't get enough touches. And the fact that they fell behind due to their special teams gaffes today really put Cincinnati back in that first half.
4: Well, you talked about it on our preview edition of the Pro Football Blitz, James, that you're not a big fan of this Cincinnati offensive line. And I think that was a huge key to this game today, the San Francisco front seven was really able to get after Burrow and sack him and, and even when he was able to complete some passes when they were mounting this comeback late in the game they were still getting touches and chips and hits on him so they're going to have to do something about the protection as well this Cincinnati team is now at seven and six they're tied with the Cleveland Browns in the AFC North just one game back of Baltimore but if they're going to make a push here to win the division get into the playoffs whatever they're going to have to protect their prized possession and mr burrow
5: yes and it's not going to get any easier for the Bengals after this game they're going to go and they play here at denver not so much that that pass rush is there but it is a terrific secondary and we talked about burrow like hanging onto the ball hanging onto the ball waiting for something eventually that pass rush is going to get there then they're going to have to play baltimore kansas city and then finish up at cleveland very challenging schedule the last month of the season for the cincinnati Bengals.
4: The Green Bay Packers have a first and goal situation and nursing a eight point lead here in the final minutes of the third quarter at Lambeau Field, 35 to 27. Aaron Rodgers and company on offense with the lead. They are now 15 and a half point favorites in the live market. Your total up to 79 and a half. We're in the final four minutes here of the third quarter. And it's absolutely been a tale of two halves here where Chicago in a lot of ways dominated the first half. But it's been all Green Bay here in the second half as they hand off to A.J. Dillon. And a good defensive play there by Chicago. It'll be third and goal coming up. For Aaron Rodgers and company, we'll update you on what happens there in the Sunday night football game when we return on the other side of the Pro Football Blitz at V-CIN, v Sin the Sports Betting Network.
3: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today.
2: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you but with a 4k screen side firing speakers and a blazing fast refresh rate it'll sure feel like it elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iheart and play all your music radio and podcasts with the new roku pro series your senses aren't better your tv is
0: High five
3: casino. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide will be released tomorrow, Monday. Everything you need to bet smarter on every college bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide's designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every bowl game, playing in a contest, or just want to find a few key high-value proposition bets. The guide drops tomorrow, again, Monday, so make sure you get your copy for only $19.99. It's all available at vcin.com slash subscribe. Final segment of the Pro Football Blitz. Next up, it is the opening line show with Ben Wilson and Matt Humans. Get your handicap started for week 15, right here with us at vsin and James. Good job by the Chicago defense there forcing a field goal out of the Green Bay Packer offense. They limit the damage there. 38-27, to 27, now an 11-point lead for Green Bay. And very interesting, a lot of these coaches should uh, pay more attention to gambling markets here and what makes sense as far as, you know, when you go for it on fourth down, when you kick a field goal. If the live market is in the indication, the Green Bay Packers, when they were threatening to score another touchdown – were 15 and a half point favorites in the live market. Now, after that field goal, again they increased their lead to 11 points. They have gone down by 4 points in the live market. They're now 11 and a half point favorites for this game and your total drops as well. It was as high as 79 and a half. Now we're at 77 and a half.
5: I don't think the Bears are gonna be able to make plays now because the running game that they were trying to establish which they did in the first quarter, yeah, some big explosive plays out of special teams and out of the passing game for the Chicago Bears in that second quarter. That's not the. That's a different defense now. The defense has awoken. They are not sitting back in coverage or trying to disguise. And hey, let's let the young rookie quarterback try to figure out what we're in. Here's what we're in now, young rookie. In the second half, uh, we're going to be in your face. Is what the, our coverage is going to be, and that's exactly what they've been. They've been all over them. They got the strip sack, the first go that turned into seven points, and then they got a quick three and out here. Really, I think that nope, incomplete pass. I thought he completed a really good pass here for Fields, tight pass. Tight window to throw, but again, I think they brought a corner off the edge on this time. They're not going to sit back any longer. Not trying to fool the young quarterback, they're going to come bring it. I think that's going to be the challenge now for Justin Fields to not only remain remain in the pocket poised, but also make good decisions with the football. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be capable of doing that. If I was getting involved, you already know my position. I'm already got the the second half with the Packers here. But if I was going to play, if I was going to get involved here with the Packers, is sitting at 11 and a half, and they're currently up just the they're up 11. I think it's gonna be a one-way street in the fourth quarter I'd be jumping on the Packers
4: right now about two and a half minutes left in the third quarter there is a flag on the play right now it looks like about third and four coming up for the Chicago Bear offense still deep in their own territory we'll see what happens on this penalty flag but Green Bay now back to a 13 and a half point favorite in the live market so that's probably going to be against Chicago all right uh, certainly one of the game of the days uh games of the day Day, James, and you and I were on opposite sides of this one as well, the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buffalo did see some money late. Tampa Bay was pretty much a three-and-a-half-point favorite all week long, even got up to four On Saturday, but at the close, they came back down to three point favorites with a total of 53 and they really dominated the first half. Buffalo could not get anything going on offense. Tom Brady with a quarterback sneak on fourth and goal with about a minute and a half left in the first half and Tampa Bay was up 24 to three at the break. Now, Buffalo's offense really and their defense too awakened in the second half. They trailed by just 10 points with nine minutes left in regulation. Josh Allen then hit Gabriel Davis for a touchdown with less than five minutes left in regulation. And we had a three point ball game, 27 24. In favor of Tampa Bay, we end up going to overtime as Buffalo has to settle for a field goal late in regulation. They get the ball first, and their attempt uh, sputters on offense. They give the ball back to Tom Brady and company. And if you were like me and had three and a half, you were feeling pretty good. Uh, I imagine this is when it got pretty sweaty for you, James, uh, laying three and a half with the Buccaneers. But it all worked out. Kind of remind me of that uh, New England Patriots Dallas Cowboys game earlier this season when Dak. Prescott. Prescott and company went to overtime with New England, end up scoring a touchdown to cover that number well. Tom Brady and company do the same as he finds Brashad Perryman. They win it by six, 33-27, your final game goes over the total.
5: Brady, there's so much to unpack here from this game for both teams. So let's just start in the first half. I think for the first half, Tampa against the against the quarter, young quarterback there for Josh Allen, they weren't going to sit in coverage, and they did disguise a couple of coverage, but ultimately they they were going to get after it, and they did, and they hit him early, they hit him often. Man, he's he he's going to be sore this week is Josh Allen because he took especially in the first half just took such a beating, uh, dropping back because that's all he did was drop back. They actually the Buffalo Bills offense did not hand the football off. They had four rushes I believe in that first half. They were all but design runs for Josh Allen. Nothing else for any running backs back there and Allen really took a beating and I think from that standpoint of 24 to 3 being down there's a lot of credit to be had for Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills team that that could have easily been something they could have sat back and and felt sorry for themselves, especially how they lost on Monday Night football and really just getting couldn't stop the run and and couldn't get the football. I know the weather was bad, but ultimately that that it was this offense is what it's supposed to be, and being able to make plays and throwing the football out and about that's exactly what he was able to do in the second half. And I think on the other side for the Buccaneers, This is not a deep team defensively. We know their secondary is beat up, and they were able to take advantage of that were the Buffalo Bills in the second half. Played a lot more coverage, I think, in that second half, did Todd Bowles, because they had some injuries in that secondary as the half progressed so he had to sit back and more coverage but I also think that front line doesn't have is not very deep either because in that fourth quarter they were totally gassed they had been chasing John Josh Allen all day long I think they had expended so much energy in that first half getting after him to the extent that they did that they just ran out of gas because it's not a deep defensive line not a lot of rotation out there and that's where you saw Josh Allen in that Buffalo Bills offense really be able to establish himself in that fourth quarter and could not get off the field because they were so tired on the other side defensively for Tampa uh, I was and really the other piece to this too Brady it was such a credit to Josh Allen he the the beating that he took I think he's gonna we'll see he rolled his ankle on one of those plays too so he was gutting it out on uh really gimpy out there I think a lot of heart to be said for the young Josh Allen because it could have been easy to fold the tents at halftime he didn't that kid's got a lot of moxie he's a tough player he's a great competitor I really like what I saw out of him I'm Glad they didn't able to finish. You saw (laughs) what my position was on that game. But a lot of credit has to go to him and that Buffalo Bills offense in that second half. A lot of concern for me for the Buccaneers on that defensive side. Not only the injuries, but just how thin they are up front. You get a team like this, you have to play for 60 minutes and, and ultimately into overtime here. I don't know. This is not the same Bucks defense that we saw from last year. I know the secondary's beat up, but it puts a lot of pressure on that front seven to have to be able to use a lot of energy to get after the quarterback to make up for all the deficiencies on the back end.
4: Yeah, losing pick in the contest for me, but I was able to get home with a teaser. Bills teased up to plus nine and a half, so a little bit of a profit to take away there, but congratulations to you. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, crazy things happen, and it's good to be better to be lucky than good, and that was certainly a lucky finish there for the Buccaneers and hats off to everybody that laid the three and a half. A good win there, and I know that meant a lot to you financially, so good stuff, my friend. Uh, let's finish up here with the Monday nighter. The Cardinals, of course, they came out of their bye week and they knocked out the Chicago Bears. They will play host to the Los Angeles Rams, who last week snapped a three-game losing streak in beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 37-7 to I made this number three-and-a-half in favor of the Cardinals, and then when I went into my deeper crunch, James, I came out with a pick 'em here and just one-and-a-half in favor of the Cardinals. Now, right now, we're at Cardinals minus two-and-a-half with a total of 51-and-a-half. I know you have laid the two-and-a-half on the Cardinals. You also like Kyler Murray to have success in this game. What are some final thoughts before we hand it over to the opening line show? Plenty of star power on the Rams side, but that doesn't buy
5: championships. You can't buy chemistry, and you can't also buy motivation. This t- this team just feels like, well, we got so much star power, we're just going to step out on the field and dominate. And that's not the case because everybody else wants to get after you, and that's exactly what we've seen from the Cardinals. One of the teams probably to fi- finish towards the bottom part of the nfc west they win this game on monday night they're gonna space they'll have their magic number to win the the west is going to be at one so they're going to win that division this is a hungry team right here and we've seen the rams not the same secondary a lot of guys lost troy hill lost john johnson they're playing in cleveland they've had to play a lot more zone because they're not as experienced on the back end are the los angeles rams secondary well the number one uh, the number one quarterback, QBR, number one, Kyler Murray in the league against zone coverage. I think Kyler Murray has a big day tomorrow night, and I think Arizona wins and covers that number.
4: Rams head coach Sean McVay is 8-1 straight up and against the spread against Arizona. He is also 5-1 and one straight up and against the spread against Arizona coach Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury 4-8 and eight against the number as a home favorite, and that's also 0-4 oh against the number as a home favorite of fewer than six points. Ought to be a good one. I hope we get another barn burner. I hope you cash a few tickets, Mr. Uh, Mister Salinas. Good to be with you as always. I'll talk to you next week. That's going to do it for us. Ben Wilson and Matt Humans up next with the opening line show right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network.